please don't be angry with me. I'm your sister. Please don't be angry with me. Please don't hurt me, Michael. Please don't hurt me. Welcome, Boneheads. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Dave Z. Hot as leather. You know how he says that at the end? He goes, we're hot as leather. Jamie Jenkins. I, I, I. I like it. And Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! You are now entering the bone zone. What's up, guys? It's the Skeleton Crew, and we are here for our fourth installment of our Phantasm Retrospective. It is Phantasm 4 Oblivion. That's the show you're listening to. As you know, we are going through every Phantasm movie leading up to Phantasm 5, which is coming out this October. I fully expected you to refer to this film as Oblivious. This movie is Oblivious. (laughs) Just because, well, one, you always do that with <laughs> <One of> names. <laughs> and so, I, you know, <laughs> Angus Grimm and <laughs> Oblivious. Oblivious. And it's funny, Jamie always mentioned the uh, zombie cop, and I had no idea what she was talking about. And in their last show, she referred to a scene with the three guys uh, jamming on top of a hood of a car. And... Jamie, were you confused? Did you think that happened in three or were you just... No, yeah, I was. And let me tell you why. Um, Because before we recorded the last episode, I watched the third movie and I started watching the fourth movie. Mm. And then I texted you and I was like, are we doing both movies tonight or are we just doing one? And you're like, just one. And I was like, oh, okay. So I stopped watching it. So I had gotten like 25 minutes or so into the fourth one and... Right. I, so then when we went to talk about the third one, all of that stuff was kind of blending in my head, oh. which now explain, and I kind of get this series for some reason, they get all jostled in my head anyway, uh, once you get past the first and the second one. So, okay, well, three and four, I guess, get jostled in my head. So that explains a lot, though. That explains why you were so quiet when I was talking about <laughs> When I was talking about that scene. I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I noticed it at the time, but I just I just powered through. Uh, and then when I was watching it for this show, like actually watching it for this show, I was like, oh, that's. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's why. Because I was a moron. So, yeah, that was just me being stupid. And I'm really surprised no one else has called me out on that. But <laughs> give them time. Give them time. The show just came out. So, yeah. Well, when you said that, I was like looking up and to the right. I'm like, oh, did I miss something? <laughs> what seed did not exist? I was like, ah, maybe I was drunk or something when I watched it. I don't know. Looking up to the right. I just got a picture of Joey from Friends doing his <laughs> acting thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm acting. I'm acting confused. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it popped up in this movie, so I posted it on our Facebook page. Uh, guys... 
make sure you join our Facebook group page. Uh, just go to the Facebook page, look up the Skeleton Crew Show. Type that in, and it'll it definitely direct you to our page. Join it. It's very interactive. You know, anything we say on here, you should post it on there. Say, hey, so what were you talking about, about this or that, the other thing? And we could uh, really get into stuff on that page. Uh, it's been going for years now. It's a good community. So uh, join that. Uh, I just posted, the reason I'm saying this is because I just posted today what Jamie said. Uh, <laughs> could that scene have existed? Like what I said, you know, uh, give your input, give your theories on how that could have possibly happened with those three guys hanging out when Mike would have been dead by then. Or Jody would have been dead by then. So it could have never happened. Do you want to talk about like a general thing before we get into the review? Or do you want to save it for the review? I was thinking like we could talk about how well we think the part one footage was integrated into part four. Well, I'll go ahead and say I I actually think and I even commented on this while I was watching this. I said to Brian that I think, you know, he did uh, a decent job of making it seem like it belonged, even though the movie as a whole is very disjointed and isn't really a movie in a lot of ways. Like, it just doesn't flow as a film should, because um, it really very much feels like the majority of it was built around the footage that he had. But I do think that there are scenes where, like, the whole hanging tree scene and stuff like that, I think there are scenes that he kind of blended pretty well, you know, considering. I actually really enjoy it that way. I think that it fits in perfectly. Sometimes it's almost so spot on that Mm -hmm. I'm thinking when he made this movie, he might have intended to bring it back, like that thing at the end, for example. Oh, that was the best. Oh, that okay. was yeah. It was perfect. It was um, it was it. It was almost like when he was filming the first one, you'd believe that he had this plan from the beginning. And some of the time, when clearly this whole series was just made by the seat of his pants. I mean, he was just making it up as he went along. We well, could tell by part two that that was happening. But yeah, there are a lot of times that it fits so well. It was unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't get the hanging part, because why would that hanging part have happened at all in the first Phantasm? It it almost seems like, I don't know, maybe he just filmed this shit. I I can't imagine he had a vision for a sequel, but maybe he filmed all this extra stuff for, I don't know, another reason? I I don't know, but it seems like it it was done. It it doesn't seem like it was filmed, at least 90% of it doesn't seem like it it would have anything to do with the narrative of part one. That's what's strange. I agree with that. I I think it is very strange uh, because if you try to insert that hanging scene into the first film, there is nowhere to put it. It just doesn't work. And so then it makes you wonder, what the hell is he doing making this to begin with? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I get that. It's bizarre. It's really, really bizarre. Yeah, in a lot of ways, this is the most interesting movie of all four of them. Just for that, like, there's so many amazing things about this. that It's just, uh, and that's that's one of them, you know? Like, where would you put the hanging scene? How could you possibly have filmed that last scene 
And, you know, it was even really great. The one scene where it was a like a really little minute insert where uh, Mike steals the ice cream from Reggie's truck. And that is, like, perfect because, you know, sometimes when somebody knows they're filming a flashback scene, they kind of act different. Right. But in this, since they didn't even know they were doing that, it was cool because it was so true to life and just, just a scene. And it was really cool to see that and cool to see Reggie realize, like, look in the mirror and see it was him and just laugh or smirk and laugh it off and just keep driving. Like, and he could tell he's eating ice cream and stuff. It, like, it, it was just, it was just, like, really cool. The insertion clips is is probably one of my favorite aspects of this movie. It, it's great. Yeah. You know what? That scene looks honestly to me like that was just that's something you would see like as a deleted scene on like a DVD or a Blu-ray. Like they just took it out for continuity purpose or for time. That scene when he jumps on the back of the ice cream truck, that's one of the few scenes that, you know, maybe would have made sense. But then Coscarelli decided not to put it in the movie. But that's in the minority of these scenes here. Right. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. One other thing we could talk about outside of the review is. Uh, because Jamie mentioned it in the part three review and I totally agree. And I think they really, I'm not going to say drop the ball because I think this whole movie is a good effort, but I got to say that, you know, and, and you would think that it would be more on their minds <laughs> since they're showing, <laughs> since they're integrating clips, you know, of part one and they're clearly, you know, I think, I think what we're supposed to get out of this is that Angus Grimm Angus Grimm's body is basically a vehicle at, at this point. And, it, and it's always been, is what we're supposed to get out of this. And, and the balls, I suppose, uh, are what's really real about him. Because, you know, I think, I, I forgot, at one point he died and like a ball came out and just escaped, right? There's yeah. So, I don't know, there's so many balls coming out of people in this movie. <laughs> I... Who didn't have a ball come out of them? Including the booby balls. Yeah, it would be easier to name the people that didn't have the balls out of them. Right. Yeah, so it's a vehicle. So what Jamie said is right in the last review. Angus Grimm should look the same in every movie. And and they talked about her and Brian said it's it's nature, whatever. But how hard is it, honestly, to dye a guy's hair darker? You know, it's not. It's not right. Like you're showing clips <laughs> of him hanging in a tree. This and that. This the other thing. Who knows what else they show? I forgot what they showed about everything from part one with him. But you know, you're showing a scene with him on the goddamn porch before he turned into this asshole, looking older than he did in the first movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Which I commented on too, and you can tell that they went that they actually um, went to some trouble to attempt to make him look a little younger. In this film, you could see that they were really heavy on the makeup. Oh yeah, and but they didn't touch the hair. No, they're like, come on, the hair's the dead giveaway. <laughs> you know, it's that's the part that sticks out. You know, because it gets whiter and whiter <laughs> as the series goes along, and that would be the easiest thing to fix i mean ronald reagan did it for years yeah i was gonna yeah i was just actually gonna point out the year i mean the 90s clearly had hair dye right i mean like they had hair dye in what like 60s probably right oh god before that even i mean it depends on what you wanted to do with it but yeah right um what is so hard about maybe they didn't have temporary hair dye so he didn't want to 
no, I don't want to look younger for any longer than absolutely necessary. <laughs> Maybe he couldn't sit still. No, it doesn't take long. I'm, I'm thinking it's like uh, Loomis didn't want to do, like Donald Pleasant didn't want to do makeup by the time they got to five and six because they didn't want to sit there and do it. But right. it doesn't take long to dye your hair. What's it? T- I've never done it, but how long could it take? Half an hour? Yeah, about, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so weird with Loomis. He's so dedicated to the part of uh, Loomis. I'm talking about uh, Donald Pleasance is so dedicated to the part of Loomis. And he's he's willing to sit there and shoot for 30 days or whatever. How many years in a row, you know, every so often. And yet he's not dedicated enough to sit in a fucking chair for three hours and and have a continuity of scars on his face. Like, yeah, no, you put that cocoa pup on my face and that's it. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like apparently, apparently he wasn't even willing to dedicate himself for one movie because if you watch part four, the fuck. It's all over the place. It, yeah, it changes <laughs> throughout the goddamn. So he, he wasn't even willing to do it for one movie. <laughs> and we're and we're wondering why he looks different in five and six. Because five and six, <laughs> nothing made sense in the plot. Nothing made sense anywhere. So why should he make sense? That's why. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, take a look at what he was, the kind of movies they were filming, and what was happening in these movies. Why is he going to give anything extra, <laughs> like standing or sitting for an hour, maybe two hours straight for a piece of shit movie? This is the guy. <laughs> seriously, and I, 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 Donald Pleasance is a, a an old school actor. Right. You know what I mean? He comes from. You know, he's not a piece of shit actor. So the way he probably thought about the series by the time he got there, yeah, I, I am Loomis and I'm going to, you know, fulfill my obligations. But fuck no, I'm not going to go through all that extra shit when these movies are obviously terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. I can picture him in the makeup chair like a toddler getting his first haircut and the makeup guy is like trying to chase him around and he's all wiggling in the chair. And finally, he just, you know what? Fuck this. And he takes a wad of gum and slaps it on his face. He's like, you're done. (laughs) And then he says, get out now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess Angus couldn't be bothered with the dying of his hair or maybe Coscarelli didn't didn't give a damn. But, yeah, it cracks me up that in the flashback scenes where we go way back (laughs) to Jebediah Morningside. He looks so much older in the way back than he does from the first film. And yes, he naturally does get older right. as an actor. It happens. And it had been, you know, over a decade. Right. So I get that. <laughs> yeah. But you could at least attempt it. You know, I mean, look, look what they did with with makeup in The Exorcist in the 70s. They, I mean, they made, uh, they made Father Marin look... Yeah. So old, I believed that actor was that old, yeah. and then later on, when I saw him in something else, I was like, "Oh, damn!" You know, I mm, I exact. thought it was real. You know, it's exact. He ended up what a great job. He ended up. Oh looking yeah, just- he ended up looking exactly like that as he aged, which is insane. I mean, wow. They had like a they had like a a, a psychic on their <laughs> on their makeup staff. It was weird, but yeah, I mean that sticks out like crazy. Yeah. Um, it does, but I guess it kind of adds at the same time. It adds just a little bit of character to the fe- to the film. It's something to talk about. Right. It's um, yeah, give us a show to talk about. Yeah, um, that's why they did it because they knew we'd be reviewing it. I mean, it was really the biggest that bothers me about this film is the fact that that Reggie Reggie Bannister Reggie Reggie, Reggie Railing <laughs> Reggie, who by the way, by the time we get to this film, looks more and more like riffraff every day. Um, <laughs> but he, what kills me about this is that Reggie, 
Reggie is in this film to do nothing. I mean, he really does nothing. At the end, he passes off a tuning fork, which apparently he walks around with it taped to his hand just just in case. Because how was he to know that that Mike was going to show up out of nowhere and he could pass it to him? I guess he just, you know, I'm going to keep this taped to my hand just in case I need it. You never know. Hey, listen, it's like the way I have a condom in my wallet just in case, you know. Just in case, All through yeah. my 20s, yeah. You know what? You should switch that out. Those don't last all that long. Well, I actually but- <laughs> never used it. But uh, he doesn't really do anything. I mean, like, he even has, they introduce this blonde chick and... He doesn't even bang her. No, he doesn't do his trademark. He doesn't do his trademark getting some. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I thought was bull because, you know, if she doesn't want to have sex with him so bad, why is she sleeping with only one of those buttons buttoned on that shirt? And why is she, like, bare- showing her whole body in the shower? Th- yeah. She's not real. I can't believe he fell for the same trick again. Yeah, Every time again. he gets to the chip. She ends up being the tall man or a minion. Because he just... cheats with his dick. Hey, listen, at least he gets to look at her cans. So, yeah, they were actually aluminum cans. <laughs> they look like cans. <laughs> but uh, nothing happens. Like, he doesn't do anything. He changes into his ice cream uniform. He drives around. He re- doesn't really accomplish anything. He's sort of on the outside of this film doing nothing. That's what bothers me about this film is when I say it's disjointed, that's what I mean is that he and Mike have no interaction really, but throughout the middle of the film, there's nothing really going on with the two of them. None of it seems to come together or make any sense. It seems sort of random and thrown together. But then you have the Mike scenes where he's interacting with the tall man, and that to me makes it more interesting. I kind of feel like Reggie is this weird side story, kind of like right. the, well, they, the drug dealer story in Bates Motel. You know, it's like. Yeah, but you know what, Jamie? They mm-hmm. almost. It's, it's as if they listen to me i'm sure they did yeah it, it's almost as if they retroactively maybe they touched those two things and went back and in t- forward in time <laughs> and they listened to me and they said holy shit we're gonna make a movie based on what alex said because he is wondering why reggie is the star and why we're bothering to go to the lengths to bring back jody who is to me, a, a waste of time and air and space. Who also gets older inexplicably. Right. Oh, yeah, wait, by the way, that scene we talked about where they're all jamming on the hood of the car. So we got some responses. Um, Martin Ford said, It's a dream? Badly utilized footage? Tall man sex fantasy? <laughs> and Matthew Woodward said, I just always thought it was intended as a flashback to before Jody was supposed to have died. Hence the fuzzy lighting to hide age and Jody's ball cap to hide his thinning hair. Yes, but Mike would not have been that old. Right. Because, yeah. That's the, that's the part that doesn't work is that Mike is too old in that true but that still could have been the intent because they don't give a shit about angus grim looking older so why would they you know care about that 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 small scene that small scene is kind of like the end of like devil's rejects where it's just there you just see the three of them fucking partying you know it's just there i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know i think it was supposed to be like what what could have been had the tall man you know not entered their lives maybe it's yeah, if it made it more obvious, that'd be cooler. 
it's kind of well this whole movie is, <laughs> it's subjective like i'm actually buying into what you're saying but i i wish they actually said it like that you know that'd be it's like any artsy type film that's subjective you can just take uh, take away from it what you will and this movie is just part of it is reggie and part of it is i like that aspect that we see two sides because you never get bored we go here for a little bit of while for a little bit then we go back over here for a little bit and me as a viewer I like that. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but granted, nothing really happens all that important. This movie kind of feels like it's, you almost think that there should have been, uh, Ravager should have been filmed the next year, or that was the intent. Like, this has the feel of, like, Empire Strikes Back, but with Empire Strikes Back, you knew right away the Jedi was coming out in in the next couple years. It was a plan. This is like an in-between episode, but it never happened. Thank goodness they filmed Ravager, but whatever. It's just strange. All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, how fitting that we we somehow went into Halloween talk in October, guys. It is October. Can you believe it's already here? Who would believe that October would be here already when you when January first hit? It, it, time flies, man. I am just bewildered at how quickly I'm going to be dead. So. Yes. <laughs> Like, it's amazing. I'm so glad I'm doing something that's actually going to last and float around in fucking cyberspace when I'm gone. Like, thank God. Uh, I won't just, like, uh, be forgotten on uh, on every level in the world. But now you'll remember me as the biggest asshole who ever uh, went in front of a microphone. So that's cool. So uh, that was cool pre-talk uh, because, like I just said, we talk about Halloween stuff. It is October. But for now, you got Phantasm 4. Phantasm 5, and that Halloween special to look forward to. So, without further ado, here is Phantasm 4 Review. We'll be right back after this. Another weird clip from the Halloween 2 TV cut. I think things went rather well, considering. I think I did the right thing. Yes, I I, I don't think there will be much of a scar, even. Well, the main thing is... uh, to keep her as quiet as possible now. And they keep checking her. She's becoming around at any time now. For 20 years, the secret of the spheres has remained a mystery. The final game now begins. sci-fi horror thriller with balls Phantasm 4 Phantasm 4 Oblivion 1998 This film was directed by Don Coscarelli written by Don Coscarelli stars A. Michael Baldwin Reggie Bannister Bill Thornbury and the blonde chick is Heidi Marnhout and the tall man and in this movie his name is Dr. Jebediah Morningside Angus Grimm A. it's weird A. Michael Michael Baldwin like why A. Michael Baldwin like is it a name that he's afraid ashamed to like get out is it like an asshole or something like what what does A. stand for I think it's that his first name actually starts with A, but people call him Michael. Like G. Gordon Liddy? No, sure. 
<laughs> Wait, why G. Gordon? Is his name really Gordon Gordon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Gordon Gordon? Yeah, he's the dog from fucking... We'll talk later, Gordon. <laughs> right. G. Gordon... Here we go, Liddy. I'm going to look up what the fuck G stands for right now. Gordon Gordon. G is George Gordon Battle Liddy. Battle? So his name isn't even G. Gordon Liddy. It's G. Gordon Battle Liddy. He lied. It's like, um, could be like uh, with George Romero's son. No, he, his name is actually George. Well, I can't remember his other the name he goes by now, but George something Romero. But because of his dad, he goes by G. Uh, Cameron Romero. But he, people actually call him Cameron, you know, because they can't call him George because his dad's name is George. Oh. So they call him Cameron. Usually people do that when they have a first name and it's, you know, their first name is officially their name, but they don't go by that name. So. That's odd. I actually named my dog G Spot. <laughs> well, I mean, that way you can always be sure to find him. <laughs> well, it was better than naming him Stains because I was like, come Stains! <laughs> come Stains! Yeah, so I went with G Spot. I thought that was more appropriate for the, when the kids were around. <laughs> Yeah, so check it out. The A before his name stands for nothing. Really? Yeah. Nothing no. starts with an N. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no one said he was smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess A is not what he got in school. What do you mean? You looked up the Wikipedia and it said A is nothing? On IMDB, I looked I looked in the thing and that's what it said. It said the A in his name stands for nothing. That's what it says there. On Wikipedia, it says nothing about it. Nothing. It just says he's the son of Gerard Baldwin. Okay, well, that's not it, then. <laughs> okay, the opening scene, uh, when Angus Grimm was walking down the hallway, because that's how they started it. Awesome control. Awesome! You know, it's weird, though. As he was walking down the hallway, it looked like he was wearing his balls as earrings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Get out of my way before you you leave wearing your balls as earrings. <laughs> like, they were actually floating on each side of his head. It was pretty amazing. So, yeah, the whole opening of this movie is really filled with really cool flashbacks. Really well done. Really, like, solidly put together. I mean, I, I thought this movie was going to be some fucking, like, lifetime bullshit movie or something. And, man, they really, uh, the editor deserves a lot of credit, and Coscarelli, the way they just, like, sat there and, like, probably studied all the footage and put it all together is really comprehensive. And, and but right away, like, within the midst of the beginning is what we already talked about, the three of them on the hood of the car jamming, uh, which makes no sense. You know, you, we talked, we touched on how it could make sense, how it can't, whatever. It doesn't, though, in reality. It's just impossible, because... Well, what does? in this movie you know well i think a, i think a good amount makes sense but here's the thing yeah technically yeah you're right nothing makes sense in terms of like real life but in terms of what's been going on i mean i don't think it's any further from from dude jody nothing about jody in part three or, or four makes any fucking sense i'm okay i'm not complaining i just go with it because that's the kind of series it is and i just accept it and have fun but uh, if you think of that, nothing about Jody makes sense at all. I don't even know at the end what happens with Jody. Well, you, well, you got to suspend disbelief though. Like you got to you got to remember, 
Like, for example, if you're watching Total Recall, you're, you can't say it makes no sense that Arnold's on Mars or that this happened, that. You know, like, you can't... It, 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 that's what's happening. That's, that's where we are. That's the reality of the movie. So, in that aspect, the reality of the movie is that something is happening amongst these three guys that does not happen to anyone else in the world. You know, like, we don't know. We, you know, we, we did not discover what this fucking... Uh, Undertaker is doing. You know, they did, and they're on the inside track, and we're not. So, like, on that aspect, you have to actually give it that. You know? And then from, from there, we go, okay, well, okay, well, what makes sense beyond that? You know, you gotta keep on suspending disbelief. So, I mean, I don't think there's honestly anything different about this movie than what we're supposed to have believed in part two or three. Right? I mean... It, no, I mean it's it's just batshit crazy. It's just a lot of things happening, and it isn't. There's no real straight narrative. I mean, they're they're they attempted, but some things happen. Whoever's watching this movie, I don't think can really sit and explain what and why. Like this happened because of this, and this happened because of this, and this means that. It's just not that kind of movie. It, it, it really hasn't been that type of series since part two. I don't know. This movie is batshit crazy, but. It's, that's not a knock against it. I was expecting this movie to be... You said a Lifetime movie. I don't know. So I, I was expecting everything that I've heard about it, having never watched it before, just for it to be god-awful. And that was not the experience I had watching this. No. So, yeah, I, I don't hate this movie uh, by any means, but I just can't... When I'm watching it, I can't get away from the fact that it feels like he had a bunch of extra footage lying around, he wanted to make some more bank, so he threw it together and made it work. I mean, that's just the feeling that I get from it, and I don't think it's far off from the truth. I think that's pretty much what happened. So I, and that's stuck. You know, it's stuck in my head that this is not, and this is not a vision he had from the beginning. This is not something that was like his life's work, and he wanted to make this part four movie. He had a bunch of extra shit laying around and figured why not do something with it is what was is what it more boils down to. And to me, it says that. However, I do give him props for being able to blend it fairly seamlessly. I mean, I think he did really he did a good job with that. I think it's clear that he put some effort into doing that and to trying to make it work. So I give him credit for that. But uh, it just I can't figure out why after we get to three and four, where it's clear that there is no, <laughs> we don't have a, a clear idea of, of anything going forward. Who are these people that are clamoring for a part five? I never, I've never understood that. Like who, <laughs> why? What? What are you why? kidding me? What do you mean why? The way this movie ends, especially? Like, how could you not want it? Like I said before, it's like Empire Strikes Back. Because I didn't really want a part four. I didn't really want a part three. Hell, I never wanted a part two. Well, no, <laughs> no, you wanted a part four because what kind of ending is three? I mean, the guy, Reggie, is surrounded by balls. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, you at least say, well, where are we going? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sit through another one. I, you know. I never wanted it. I that That I can say. I never wanted it. But <laughs> you were begging for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jamie's begging. Look at the way I was dressed. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like a trial. I'm, I'm glad. I'm gonna say I'm glad I was spared from Jamie's feelings 
I, you know, d only during this retrospective did I gain the knowledge that they had film uh, that they never used from part one, and we touched lightly that they were going to use it in part four, and when it happened, when it popped up, it occurred to me, I said, oh yeah, this is that thing we talked about. But I gotta say, I never, tonight, thought <laughs> this was like four stuff or written around, let me just use this since I have this or that. Luckily, I was spared that perspective, and instead, I actually saw this as bonus. I was like, holy shit, like, wow, that was cool. Man, that really fit in. Holy shit, that was cool. How the fuck did he make that work? You know, like we already talked about, like the last uh, scene. Like, how the fuck did you make that work? And I was really actually impressed <laughs> by the way Coscarelli actually spliced all that in. And I thought it was amazing. I was like, holy fuck, this is good shit. Like, they really did the best possible job, I guess. You know, I didn't see all the footage that they had to work with, but I was like, wow, this really works. I'm totally into this. Me yeah, too. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that he got to use it. I, I, I think it's a great, I think it's a fantastic idea to take something that you have that you never were able to use and to be able to turn some, turn it into something new. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And I think he did a commendable job with it, considering so much time had passed in between the two that he was able to take them and kind of weave them together. I think that that was done really well. I don't have a problem with that. The only thing I'm saying is that while I'm watching the movie, it's it just it never leaves my mind that this is not something he set out to do uh, in the in, in the beginning in the get go. This is not a continuing story that he had plans for. You know, like say a Lucas with his whole overarching theme with Star Wars. This was not something that he had an idea about. Or J.K. Rowling, you know, with the Harry Potter series or any series that was, I mean, although she did a lot of that as she was going along, but she had a, um, she had an idea. She had a lot of broad strokes, right? Right, right. Um, so this is something he never intended to do in the beginning. I'm glad that he got to do it because I think that it's a cool thing to be able to use this footage. I would hate to see it go to waste, you know, because, you know, he did something interesting. I think interesting with it. Mm -hmm. But it just, I'm just saying it's always in the forefront of my mind that this was not plan. This was not a plan. You know, this was not, uh, these scenes were not filmed to go into this movie. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, but I do still give him credit for being able to do what he did with them. And I don't, I mean, like I said, I don't hate this movie. I really don't. A lot of people do. A lot of people stop watching. Um, actually, a lot of people stop watching once they get past part two. Oh, wow. Uh, which I think is a shame because I enjoy it. Brian's raising his hand. <laughs> which I think is a shame because I enjoy the hell out of part three. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then there are even more people who just flat ignore part four. Like, they just don't even wow. consider that it exists within sure. the was in the universe you know i actually don't mind it i i enjoy particularly the parts where we go back in time uh even though i don't think jebediah morningside is a character that requires a backstory i don't think it was a character that needed explanation i don't think that this was something i think it, i don't think we got any like you didn't really. Yeah, you did didn't. you guys get anything out of that besides... You got as much explanation. Loosely. Yeah. <laughs> with this, as you get with anything else in these films, I guess. You get the gist. I don't think we needed that, but I do think it's kind of cool. I do think it's mm -hmm. cool that we went back there and we saw this. And um, and you saw what I was talking about with the whole the, the photo and the... 
the carriage thing and the again. They yeah, did. they did it again. I like that. You know, I have fun with that. So I, overall, I think this is, a, and I really enjoy watching the way he blends the old footage with the new footage. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. You know, I don't. I even like it, but uh, yeah. I think we are in the minority, really. I mean, we are in the minority for liking this film. Most people don't even recognize it. I mean, unless they're huge series fans, you know. And even still, though, I still wasn't clamoring for a fifth one. I was perfectly happy for it to be done. Man, after I finished this last night, I said, thank goodness they made a five. If I would have seen this years ago... <laughs> Seriously, the way it ended that way, I'm like, this is obviously a middle of the road movie here. It's it's a movie that is begging for a sequel because the way it ends off, I just I, I couldn't imagine watching four and not wanting the fifth. I'd be like, oh shit! And I completely understand what you're saying what about the uh-huh. you know the scenes and how you can't get that out of your head when you're watching. I guess I could see that with, with that prior knowledge when you sit down to watch it but I had that same knowledge going into it but to me none of it really seemed forced and and it blended so well that I didn't get I could see the movie being a different way where shit would be just put in there and I'd be like oh well that's you would just get a it would leave a bad taste in your mouth but none of it really did here so I just I don't get that feel I just it just makes me happy I'm like yeah I'm I'm so glad that they they utilize this footage to the best of their ability yeah well, tell me though, do, do you not feel like the like the Reggie parts were extraneous? Like, like he was there to do pretty much nothing. Well, when you put it that way, yeah. But I didn't think <laughs> I, when you put it the way that it is, <laughs> that's the weakness of the film. That's the only weakness there. While I was watching him do nothing, I didn't think of it that way. I was just along for the ride because it was so well done. The whole movie is so well done. Like like Dave said, every time it was a flashback, to me it was a treat. I was like, holy shit, wow, another great, you know. It, it was like they took these scenes and Coscarelli spent three weeks just really thinking through everything and writing right around them, per- like seamlessly almost. Why was it three weeks? Ah, uh, just a round number. I, I imagine myself <laughs> spending... It is a commendable job. I probably would have fucked it up. The fact that he wrote a scene where somebody said, what is that? It's just the wind. Who would have thought he could write something as great? Yeah, I'm with you. Some of those scenes, it's kind of a shame to me that they didn't get used in the original film. No, no, fuck it. Save it for this. Yep, he didn't at the time. He didn't know he was saving it for this. At the time, they were just on the cutting room floor. I don't care. Floor, I don't care. Which is a shame, you know. But I mean, I'm glad we got to come back around because I do like that scene a lot. I think it's a very small, it's a very tiny scene, but I think it's a very effective. I scene. think it was meant to be. I do have to say, when you when you sent the text message after you watched the movie and you're like, I'm so excited, I can't wait to record, I can't wait to talk about this. And I told Brian, and I was like, oh, well, Alex is really excited about this show. He wants to record this. And he's like, well, because he liked it or because he hated it? And I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I didn't like, tell you. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know which way you would go. You know, I kind of guessed you were going to hate it because most people do. But I, I really didn't know. Because judging at how much you enjoyed part three, uh, I, couldn't, I didn't know which way to go. I thought you liked it because I liked it, and I figured you had the same experience. Good. Be- but, well, Alex, plus, don't get 
both of us, this is our first time, and both of us have been hearing so much negative shit from people before we started this retro for years, but especially since we started this retro, we've been hearing, oh, just wait, oh, 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 and I'm watching this movie, and so are you, and I'm thinking, I'm expecting a complete turd, and I'm watching a confident <laughs> movie, I'm like, wow, okay, because you know how that happens sometimes, you, someone shits yeah. on something for so long, you think it's going to be terrible, then you watch it, like, oh, that's not nearly as bad as I thought, it's like, like like Blair Witch too. I was going to say thing. Yeah. I was going to or maybe even the Blair Witch. Maybe that's what happened with that. But um same thing. So I thought maybe he likes it. And I just thought, thought of something which is completely irrelevant, but wouldn't it have been cool they dropped the ball with H2O. When they made Halloween H2O, Alex, remember how we discussed the deleted scenes when Lori came home and she had the phone call and she was talking to the girl, you know, when yeah. she was talking to Andy on the phone. Wouldn't it have been great if they just used that scene on H2O to show her flashing back to happier times and nobody had seen those scenes before? Yeah. Would have been cool. They dropped the ball. But anyway, I digress, but it just popped into my head. Well, um, what I think is interesting is that I'm one of the people who've been saying, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Oh, this is going to be, you know, oh, get ready. Oh, I know what's coming, you know. Um, and that was not at all coming from a negative point of view from my point because I don't dislike this film. I don't dislike part three. Yeah. I fully expected that you guys would be like, what in the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was excited to hear what you had to say because I figured you were going to be like, oh, man. Like, I seriously thought we were going to lose you at the end no, of the series. No, is that like, weird? What was it? What was it Matt said? He was like, uh, your, your road to suicide or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Matt actually thought we would absolutely <laughs> hate this movie. He said, seriously, nothing happens in the whole movie. And I couldn't feel further from the truth. I Well, no, he's absolutely right. Nothing really does happen. Nothing. I, I agree. Nothing is, is accomplished. What? It is such a journey. How could you say that? I yeah, enjoy it. Destination. <laughs> nothing does really happen. Not much happens. Like the Reggie stuff, uh, this is what I'm saying. The Reggie stuff, like what Jamie said, that is kind of irrelevant. That does not really factor in, but it kind of reminds me so much of 3 and 2 because he was on the run in those movies too. It's just the difference is he's alone this time, and then we get Michael on his journey. And I think maybe because so much was happening in this movie, or it seems that so much was happening because of the bounce around effect. You get modern day Mike with the tall man. Then you get the flashbacks of Jebediah. Then you get Reggie nowadays. Then you get the stuff from part one that was cut. There's so much bouncing around back and forth that it seems like a lot is happening. And in a way, there kind of is stuff happening, but just Reggie seems to be, to a lot of people, the crux of this you know, yeah. of this entire franchise, but right. not a lot happens with him. So I think that people, they think about that and they think about shitty things. And that's why Matt said nothing happened because really nothing happens to push the story along with Reggie, except that they're fucking pen pals for some reason. I don't <laughs> um, one thing I, I mentioned earlier, the hanging tree scene, one thing I really, really, really like about that uh, is we have um, present day Mike, um, with the whole hanging himself part. And, you know, and the tall man's like, no! Um, yeah, no, no, he actually have... del delivers an amazing line. He says, he says, um, the tall man says, death is no escape from me. Oh, yeah, that's what he says the first time. Oh, that's, a, okay, yeah, that's something different. Yeah. Oh, um, wait, you're talking about something. Oh, oh! Yeah, well, Mike when... tries to kill himself. He won't let him. He's like, that's not your choice, or, you go, that's my domain, like, like, yeah. like uh, oh, 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 sorry. 
But um, what I like about that is we have the Michael hanging himself thing. And then we have Michael having the dream, which is the flashback part where he has the dream and he walks out to the hanging tree. And what you get is this shot of Michael walking toward this hanging figure in the tree. And we had just seen Michael string himself up like we had just seen that part. So young Michael is walking toward this tree with this figure hanging in the tree. And then you hear like really low, you know, cut me down, boy, cut me down, boy. And um, which is very creepy. But anyway, he's walking and he's looking up. And so as he's walking and then you get the shot of the figure in the tree and you can't see the face. And then it turns around and it's the tall man, but from back then. And what I love about that is the way that he integrated that scene into the new film. You could believe that he was about to turn around and it was going to be present day Michael. Like, as he's walking toward the tree looking up, you don't know what he's going to see when that figure turns around. Oh. It could be the tall man. It could be him. I mean, you don't know. You, you have no idea. And then it turns around and it is the tall man. But... He just as easily could have put present-day Michael turning around, and that would have been even cooler on some on some levels, I think. Not with the story, but it would have been cooler just effect-wise, because then you would have in one scene perfectly blended young Michael and present-day Michael, and I think that would have been badass. But Yeah. They should have done. They should have done all that stuff in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're looking... Yeah, but we're being Monday morning quarterbacks here. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty much what we do that's yeah fine. but yeah yeah sure i mean like you know how many times i listen like back to his show and i said god i i just came up with a good joke for this uh, response you know <laughs> like when you think about it that way it's like yeah you can always kind of make things better but we, we we have to appreciate like what he did with with what he had that's what I that's what I love about it is that when I'm watching this scene, I don't know what he's going to see when he turns around. And Wait, but just blending the two, let's not gloss over the fact that that he said, "Well, hey, we have a, some random scene here," I, I, and I'm I'm guessing this may. Oh wait, no, it couldn't have taken place right before they dropped the boulder on him in part one because because they would have never he would have never slept on it. Maybe beforehand it happened. Yeah, that happened way before it. Because he he would have slept on it and then all of a sudden, right away, had the boulder ready. You know, so... So, God only knows. It's it's almost uncanny how this all happened. But, so, he he said to himself, well, I have a scene where I randomly have Mike and Jody hang this asshole. And then Jody, or Mike, cuts him down. So, how can I use that? And oh my god, how great is it to say, well, Mike is so tormented that he literally would be willing to kill himself to get out of this. Like, talk about adding character depth. And then at the same time, splicing it into something I did 30 fucking years ago. And then the way the two play off each other is perfect. That stuff is good. That The stuff you're talking... Here's where the movie loses... Here's where it loses me. The third act, I get confused and it loses me. Well, maybe I can help you. Go ahead. Because I wasn't confused. Go ahead. Okay, how come all of a sudden fucking Mike has yellow blood? How come he's one of them He had yellow sudden? blood in part three. Mike? Yeah. After that ball went in, in his head or whatever. Remember that? It happened. He had the ball in him in part three. Well, it made no sense there, too. That's fine. Okay, yeah. all right. I just... I don't care. <laughs> how, how come they and don't And then he had the silver eyes... You know, he had that in part three and he had that in, in here too. Okay. Yeah, do because the ball was in his head because old man, old man, um, <laughs> tall man. Not only is he old, Jamie's tall. <laughs> old man Morningside. 
<laughs> the old man. Because uh, the uh, tall man stuck it in his head. <laughs> okay. He stuck it in. Okay, so that's fine. Yeah. How come they didn't trust Jody at the end? How come there was mystery with Jody? Don't trust him. I don't. Because he is a fucking ball, which is always controlled by the tall man. And at this point, they're a little more savvy than naive. So they were like, well, fuck. I mean, why should we trust Jody? He's he's a ball. Forget the fact that he was so incredibly helpful in the previous installments, and that he actually right. was on he actually was on their side. Right, I know. It makes just forget all that. And how come he said I died in the car wreck? Remember they showed the, the scene. So he said the car wreck happened. That Jody actually died before the parents died. And if that if that is true, then that wipes part one completely fucking out of oblivion. Well, if you think about it, ha, ha, ha oblivion, huh? Yeah. Think, yeah, that's that's right. why. Um, no, if you think about it, um, Reggie in the very big in the very first film, that's what he says at the end. He's like, "What are you talking about? He didn't take Jody. Jody yeah, was but, killed in a car accident." But that didn't make any sense there. And then they kind of said, "Okay, well, we're not going to really explain it in two or three. But now they try to explain it again, and it makes no sense because if you remember, Jody was banging the girl. He, Mike, was following Jody in the cemetery. Right. Everything that happened in one had to do with Jody. Hot as leather. They were right. performing right. songs <laughs> together. Get the fuck out of here. That that. And then later I think, on, I, I think initially in the first film, all of that was supposed to be Mike's dream. Like Mike. Uh, all of that, even though it doesn't make any sense that he would have been there. Well, no, he was there. He was, he was, he was, wait, Mike was in the cemetery when Jody was saying it, when Jody was banging the chick. So yeah, I, all of that was supposed to be, by the time he got to the first one, cause he hadn't intended to go any farther than that. All of that was supposed to be figments of Michael's imagination. Maybe because then at the end you have the tall man coming through the mirror and right. taking him. So uh, yeah. I mean, really, you can't, you've never been able to pin down something for complete certainty. No. As far as the series goes and, and be like, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. Because it just never works. Yeah, there is no solid lineage, is there? Like, there yeah, but no, ch- no. Because, like, I, like, sometimes I'm watching this, you know, even though I really, really enjoy this movie, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I'm enjoying this, but I don't know, I really don't know what the fuck is happening. I just don't get Mike. <laughs> That's okay. Neither did they. <laughs> no, they didn't in this movie, especially. And I accept it by now. It's a dream thing. I, I don't. I, a, I don't give a fuck. That's the kind of movie it is. Right. It's a post-apocalyptic world. Yet, I, I don't really know. I just don't get Mike having yellow blood. If Mike is a minion of the tall. Man, seriously, if Mike is a minion of the tall man now, because that, that's what that would represent. Why would he be trying to fight him still? He's either taken over or he's not. There's no in the middle. And I thought Mike was being groomed as the successor to the Tall Man. Well, yeah, that's, that's I, where I was getting to. Oh, no, I didn't actually say that. I wrote that down. <laughs> didn't you expect him? To, he picked out that tux. Didn't you expect the Tall Man to say, try it on for size? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Come on, Mike. Here, so hey. the Tall Man disappears into a coffin in the back of Mike's... Uh, Mike, apparently, he drives a hearse. It's a new thing. So everyone's driving a hearse in this movie, and so the tall man disappears into a coffin, and then Mike opens it later on. You know, and here's another thing. I lost track from where the fuck, you know, the tall man says that the the car will drive itself. He couldn't open the fucking door. And the, the next thing I know, 
Mike's out of the fucking car and he's opening the back door. And I'm not even sure where the part happened where he no longer was controlled by this guy. Like, I don't even know where that happened. He gets out of the car, opens the back door, <clears throat> a coffin, he slides it out, and the tall man should technically be in there because that's where he jumped into to get away from Mike or whatever. And he, he, you know, he opens it, and instead, it looks like the tall man apparently has a dry cleaning service in his coffin. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, wow, they, they clean his suits for him in there. And he just disappears somewhere. I don't know. But apparently what we learn later on is that what Dave exactly said, um, apparently it was tried on for size. You know, like Freddy Krueger. And, and Mike is clearly the successor because they even show a scene later on where Reggie's doing something or other. You know, we'll get to it. But Reggie turns around and Mike is in that suit with that little diamond in the tie and he's he's actually even taller. He's actually a tall guy. Yeah, but it went nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, we knew this in part three when he told him he had plans for him. I mean, that was that was his whole plan, which doesn't make any sense because why would the tall man need a successor when the tall man, especially now, we go back and we see that Morningside has been more. I mean, it's been a long fucking time. Now, if you're going to say, well, eventually this, you could say before this movie, like eventually the body is going to wear out. He's whatever this entity is, is going to need a new body because this one has been getting older throughout the series. That would make sense. Right. Then he needs to groom Mike to replace him so that he can take over that body and then continue on. Except now we see this history of Jebediah Morningside, and he's been around forever. And of course, well, I guess he's doing this whole dimension hopping thing. See, I don't even. I, it, uh, yeah, James, it, don't well, feel bad. It wears Jamie. me out. It wears me out. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that though. He did, uh, he needs a successor. Why can't he live for five hundred years and that's the end of it? And then he has the the alien that that is infested him has to move on to something else. That's. You know, I could I could accept Maybe. that as an okay. explanation. Maybe uh, whatever it is inside the body allows the body to go on longer than it normally would if it were just a human. And uh, but then eventually it does wear out anyway, and it's um kind of like the kiss. You know, although that usually only go that was what like twenty five years in between yeah. or something like that. But still, but the still, same kind of thing. It keeps jumping from body to body. You know what would have been good if he wanted to do that route, if he wanted to give the impression that it was necessary for this thing to get a new body and he wanted it, which I think would have been a, a you know, a viable storyline here to to really see through to the end. I think it would have been, you know, cool to make it solid. In order to do that, what he should have done is give us another older iteration you know, go back even farther and give us, you know, a young Jebediah becoming. Yeah, before Angus Grimm could play him. Right, right. Right, yeah, yeah, well, that would... Yeah, it's like Javier Bardem with his No Country for Old Men haircut. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's with the... Oh, does Jebediah change his fucking haircut in a in hundred years? <laughs> like, holy shit. This guy has the same haircut every day. Well, he was killed that way, and that's it. He's taken over. That's his. Uh... Oh, it's like a go- like when I said if a ghost if a ghost has a shitty haircut, does he stay with it? <laughs> right. That that just means you always want to look your best. That's why they tell you to make sure you're always wearing clean underwear because you don't want to be a ghost. You don't want to be a ghost walking around with dirty underwear. 
<laughs> yeah, like if I get a shitty haircut and I die the next day, holy fuck, I'm stuck with this. So every time they, they find pictures of me as a ghost, I have that haircut. <laughs> oh, check it out. Nobody has mentioned the, the, the callback to part one. The old lady is back. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that she's back all the time. Just, for a, just for a second. I mean, don't we only see her the one time where she's like, Jebediah! No, 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 in the car. In the beginning, she's oh, in the car. That's right. that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's so cool. And how about the tall man kills a dog? <laughs> oh, he didn't give a fuck. He pulls up Michael Myers. He drives and kills dogs. <laughs> Can you imagine if he ate the dog? He's going to eat these goddamn things. That scene was great, by the way. First of all, with the old lady being there, because who's thought about her in, in the past two and a half movies? Nobody. Right. You know? And then, boom, let's put her in there. As long as we're going to be recycling stuff from part one, let's bring some part one shit, you know? I wish we would have found out what happened to that girl, the, her, her, her granddaughter. But maybe maybe, maybe Ravager will find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 30 years know. later. <laughs> but that's what baffles me about Jamie's perspective on this. It's like... Uh, me and Dave feel that this is so well thought out, and Jamie feels that it's so desperate to rat, to write around. Uh, the, well, the I feel that because that's what happened. I mean, that is what it was. This was not a plan. This was... He never planned to go beyond the first one. That was never a thing. Yeah, but is your brain overriding your heart? Like, do you think that you know too much to enjoy what? it? I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I've said it about 150 times. I, I say it one more time. I don't get I, it. I like this movie. I like it. I like it. Wow, she did her own drop. <laughs> I, 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 I like it. Hot as leather. You know how he says that at the end? He goes, we're hot as leather. After they had that jam session, hot I as leather. I like it. I'm just saying I'm not, my brain won't allow me to ignore the reality of what happened, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Thank you, brain, for ignoring my reality. Because <laughs> this was a great time. <laughs> and how the fuck would Reggie think that there's actually cops in a post-apocalyptic world? <laughs> really? He's going to pull over? Half the fucking world is wiped out. Oh, well, there's a cop. Well, well, apparently the rest of the world doesn't seem to notice. So, I mean, no no one, that's the thing that always gets me about this is there's never been a, like, a, you know, where's all the, the news coverage? Where are all the, the... Yeah, like, holy shit, a whole entire city has gone to hell. Yeah, Television all does the not movies. exist in this no. series at all. Have you Clearly noticed? it doesn't. I mean, nothing does. Nothing uh, exists. Because no one seems to notice anything's going on, ever. Oh, Jamie, it's a very small town. I do like the part though. Oh, I'd like this part too, where young it's a it's a flashback scene, where he Michael's talking to the tall man and he's trying to get him to cut him down and he's like, oh, he's like, you're killing the world, <laughs> and he's oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, cut me down and I'll go away and I'll never come back and um, he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I just want you to cut me down and um, which by the way, I don't really get that whole thing. I mean, I'm not really sure why he's in the tree and why he needs him to cut him down i mean i guess it's symbolic but yeah i think it is i think he just wanted to see him go through the motion yeah i really do like the part where he says but you're killing the world you know um there's something about that because at that point when he made the first film it wasn't that far reaching we didn't know that yeah how about that another amazing thing yeah it's weird it's almost as if he wrote the rest of the movies based on that one scene that he never showed us yeah. Oh, maybe he up. did. Like, maybe he took, you know what? Maybe this, he had all this footage in his head that he had shot. And so maybe as he was making the, the 
the ongoing films, he was thinking, what can I do? Where, what are some ideas that I kind of formed when I made the first movie, but I didn't maybe take places? And what of those can I use going forward? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the pro- what the thought process was there. I hope there's more. I hope more show up in Ravager. I really do. Yeah, that would be really cool. I mean, if he were to pull out some old, um, I was about to say found footage, but if he were to pull out <laughs> some old uh, cut, uh, deleted scenes um, from way back and put him in this new movie, that would be really cool. Well, I'm going to tickle everyone's ass with a feather here. I'm going to tell you all that we have a review of Phantasm V. Uh, a, somebody in our circle has watched Phantasm V already, and they have given their overall consensus of that movie. So before we end the show, after we're done with this review, we're going to give you that uh, little tidbit that we got from the person who watched the movie. So uh, you, you'll get to hear if it was worth watching, not worth watching, pretty good, really bad, or whatever it is. You're gonna get to, you're gonna get the inside scoop. Somebody has watched it. It was at a film festival, and uh, we will drop that at the end of the show. So keep listening to uh, get the privy. Alex, can I ask you a question about this? It's something we've discussed throughout, and you complained about it. Do you realize that in this movie there is no old school ball to head blood draining scene except in a flashback? There actually was that scene but it was intervened by the victim okay well we talking about reggie yes they uh, and and and, now jamie oh that was great the hand yeah his hand was awesome this is exactly how it should have been done it's too far removed if we did it between one and four now I'll give you. Let's throw it in two, or let's throw it in three, but let's not have it in both. Then I'm on board. But to have it in all four is no good to me. You. <laughs> what about the no cars? good? Yeah, you either do it to the priest in part two, or you do it to the uh, black chick in in four or three. You you do not do it in all of them. So you could pick whatever one you want, but it should there should have been a gap. And then by the time we got to Reggie, it would have been, oh, shit, that. Yeah, I remember that. You know? And it would have been cool. Like, I know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be drilling into his fucking head. But he stopped it. Holy shit, this is great. You know? Like, that's what you should be thinking at that point. It shouldn't It shouldn't have been some redundant fucking gag. It's like the dinner scene in Texas Chainsaw. Exactly. Right. You gotta have it. That's my point, Alex. People want to see it. It's become part of this franchise. But see, that like was also, I want to say, when we did the Texas Chainsaw franchise, didn't wasn't that one of your issues? Was that yes. the, dinner, the dinner scene was? I love how Dave knows more about the show than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have an amazing memory for podcasts. Yep. It was one of my major complaints. Okay, that's what I yep. thought. He did bitch about it. You're right. He did. But no one else seems to care. It's just, no, it's just, just something that bothers Alex. It's just, hey, whatever. Everyone's got, everybody has their things, you know? I'm the only one who gives a shit about this. The cars blew up again and it huge. Oh, God. Dude, the cars blow up. 550 fucking cars blow up. I Does think... that bother you? Yes. Dude, okay. literally. And, I, and I'm like, I wrote it down somewhere. Where is it? I can't see. Okay. I, somehow I forgot the first blow up. I wrote second exploding car. 
And then the girl actually even says, I thought cars only blow up like that in the movies. And it goes boom. Like, holy shit, dude. How many times are we going to blow up a fucking car? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of them was uh, the Michael. Supposedly now he's like... He's like Tina from Friday 13th Part 7. He has like these powers where he could like move things with his mind. I, I Tell me where I fell asleep during that revelation. But he actually can make cars blow up. And he tries to kill the fucking tall man by blowing up his hearse next to him. Oh, that was that thing he constructed though. He made that happen. Because remember, he built that ball. I remember him taking parts apart from a car. Yeah, remember he put that ball on top of the motor in the car, and he ended up all. And we here as the viewer were thinking, well, this is the ball. I don't know what he's gonna do with it. But then the ball comes out, and they kind of swerved us. So I was happy about it because you thought the ball was gonna be used to kill him. And and, yeah, and Tall Man just laughs it off. He goes, "This is a toy." Yeah, and he's like, "Fucking." So ultimately, that wasn't the plan. That ball was was shitty. It wasn't even supposed to destroy the Tall Man. What happened afterwards? It was supposed to be like a distraction, and then he had the car blow up. So maybe the ball leaving the motor ignited something and caused that to happen. Ryan calls that the carburetor of death. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Right on. It's weird. But let's talk about some small points of the movie real quick. Let's, like, do the little, uh, the the, the thin strokes. Wait, broad strokes and what's the other thing? (laughs) I'm thin stroking on you. Okay. I'm having a fucking short stroke. The back stroke? The back. Yeah. The breast stroke? The reach around strokes. <laughs> okay. How come every time Jody appears in this fucking movie, he he always stands there as if like uh, he expects everyone to be like like they, like their reactions to be thrilled that he's there. And they're not. <laughs> they're never thrilled. <laughs> they're never thrilled. Totally. They're always like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, look how Michael in this movie, he's like, hey, what's up, brother? I wonder when you were going to show up. (laughs) No one's like out. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe him. Jody, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. No, they're like, the fuck do you want? (laughs) It's amazing. No one is ever excited to see this asshole. It's so funny. Nobody. (laughs) Uh, Now, Jamie, real quick, you alluded one time. I think it was in the first show we did of this. You said, "Wait till you get to Zombie Cop." I, I just don't. I just don't want to gloss over that before we keep going. Uh, now, Jamie, you're familiar with Trancers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Did that not remind you of Trancers? Uh, it did. As a matter of fact, uh, well, I told you recently that we were just watching Trancers because um, Brian got the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So that was a couple weeks ago. We were watching that, and <laughs> Brian even made a comparison while we were watching it. Wow. To that, so um, yeah, I I I huh. definitely see that. I have a whole different. See, I haven't seen Transfers, but I have three notes here. This is the combination of, and I remember seeing this the first time and seeing a picture of it. I think I said it on show one, and it said it looked like the creep. Night of the Comet is what it reminds me of. Oh, see, here's my com- Here's my combinations: a creeper cop. Oh, pardon me. He looks like the creeper from Jeepers Creepers, or. Some of his makeup actually looks like what Freddy's makeup looked like at some point. Yes. And probably the new nightmare. Maybe. And, and he also kind of reminds you of Chatterer, the, the Cenobite from the Oh, Hobbit. yeah. Oh, okay. 
So I guess it looks like just makeup of their time, maybe because we all it's they're all familiar, you know. But yeah, not did I say night of the, I, I said night of the comet. The yeah, comet. comet. You meant night of the creeps. No, I meant Night of the Comet. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I said it right. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what that always reminds me of is Night of the Comet. I mean, I, I can see all of that. You know, I, I, I can see everything that you mentioned. The transfers like Alex mentioned. No, I mean, it just, yeah. I think it can go a lot of different ways. It's just makeup effects of the time, I guess, you know, which makes sense. They're, they're trying to replicate whatever, what was going on at the time. Trancers, so. you know what? I'm going to pinpoint. It's really similar to Trancers 3. And that was 1992. And this is 98. Hmm. So I guess there's no real total... Uh, yeah, I guess there's no real like lineage there, but... Well, no, and the Creeper was years later. And, and Chatterer was in fucking 1988. So, I mean... I don't know. Maybe it's not of the time. Maybe it's just familiar territory with makeup effects. I don't know. It's just, but that's that's what I was getting out of it. Now, do you see the comedy in this one? Like I said, part three, Alex. How they 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 tried to make it like they made him like they gave, they even gave him lines like Ash when he was like blow me, he says, and then he fucking shoots him like three or four times the zombie cop, and then I'm gonna say, dude, honestly, it's so minimal here that no, I actually feel that any humor was just. Uh, almost as if it was that who that's who the person that's that that person's own sense of humor that is it's him it's there right yeah because it's it's who it is but no I don't feel it was playing to an audience at all uh, just a little but strangely enough only in the first act same thing as Phantasm three I don't know why it's only in the first act maybe to loosen people up right. but I don't know but it's Reggie and then he's like after he kisses him like oh some cops can be real assholes well how about that. How how weird is it that that speaks to today's climate in the world? Well, it's always been that way. Yeah, but dude, no <laughs> cops have. Are, yeah, are, but not like it is now. I mean, you never heard fuck the police back in fucking nineteen. Well, yeah, but with the camera phones and shit, no way, dude. This is beyond. Like, what's happening? And the news, the way the news are. Yeah, maybe in the old days, uh, it was it was beneficial or whatever for the news to not shine a light on this type of shit. But for some reason, the gloves are off and the cops are right on the spotlight. Like, people don't give a fuck. It's just a different world now, period. Just media has changed a lot of things. and Yeah, they don't give a fuck anymore. Cops are pieces of shit losers like everyone else now. You know, whoever we can make money off of, nobody is off the uh, fucking radar. Everything's an agenda. That's all. That's why when you're talking about things, I don't even know what you're talking... If it's modern, if anything's happened in the last three years... I have no idea what it is because I block it intentionally all for my life. Yeah, so but I'm, you know well, the cops are killing people all the time. They always have. It's no, no nothing different. Well, now there are, he's now there's like a riot in every major city. Right. See, I had no idea. <laughs> what? Yep. How do you not know that there are riots all over the place? No clue. I don't watch the news. My only outlet to the world is social media, and I don't look at news feeds. Yeah, I don't look at feeds, so I only talk horror talk. And on Twitter, I never, I never press that button that says moments or whatever. It has like new shit. I refuse to allow it. I never press that button. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I agree with you, Dave, because it's all bullshit. But at the same time, you don't, you don't want to be like out of. I enjoy it. I love it. I revel in it. How's that? Yeah, but how weird is it that you don't know what the fuck is going on in the world? You know, like it's not going to change my life. One no, it time. will. Like people are going to talk to you and wonder what the fuck's wrong with this guy. Cause he doesn't even know what's <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Nobody is. 
has mentioned what's happening with cops. Well, where do I go? I go to work and I come home. I see my wife. If I, if I see my friends, it doesn't really come up. We don't want to talk about that when you're with your buddies. And if it does, I say I don't want Yeah, to. actually, my buddies have talked about it, but we all talk. We're all on the same page. So it's actually a, a nice conversation, but to not know at all is... It, I can't even imagine. I think you're, you're joking, right? No, I live in this little bubble, and I, I completely enjoy it. Actually, I had a friend of mine tell me a few years ago... Wait, 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 I, wait, 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 wait. You're a football fan. You're going to tell me that Colin Kaepernick kneeling down, you have no idea why he's doing that. Because I watch SportsCenter, yeah. Okay. So you do know. Well, yeah, if it's, if, if it's football, if it's the NFL, I'll, I'll hear about right, it. Right, yeah. okay, so you know... You know why I know? Because it's it's I watch the NFL Network and it comes out, but that's not real news. That's just NFL news. So if it would have been a baseball player, I wouldn't have known. But you do realize what's happening. If somebody somehow reached out to you. Oh, that has to do with cops? I have no idea. <laughs> you do know there's an invention called the television, and on <laughs> on, on this television. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. Either way. Anyway. Yeah. So whatever. So let's get back. Vince. So, uh, Reggie's in a hotel with this blonde chick, uh, and, uh, by the way, okay, before we get to anything that takes place here, how insanely hilarious does Reggie look with his hair out and not in the... Riff Raff, I'm telling you, he looks like Riff Raff. Who is Riff Raff? I gotta look this From up. From Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, oh I've only my. seen it once, let me look it God. up. God. The hair is unbelievable in this hotel scene. <laughs> it is just all out and long and wide. It's not the ponytail anymore, and it is woofing, man. I mean, <laughs> how about that movie? How about Scary Movie Two? When that one guy had that he was dipping his nasty hand into the fucking food and shit. Was that yeah, supposed like, to be a play on Riff Raff? Because it looks yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. The Chris Elliott character? Chris Elliott, that's that guy. Oh, no, yeah. Riff Raff. Oh, my God, he does look like this guy. Totally. To- I saw this movie. Uh, pardon me, I lied. I saw it twice in, this, in like a matter of like three months in like year 2002. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen Rocky Horror, but I, I didn't know the character's name. Only, the only thing I remember was, what's his name? It's called Frankenweenie or some shit, or I don't know. Oh, my God. Frank. Frank. No, you're thinking of Frank and Weenie. Is that the cereal guy? Frank and Furter? Whatever the fuck. Frank Furter. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Frank I, I remember him, Tim Curry's character, and that's all I remember. <laughs> okay. They all float. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, it looks insanely funny. Like, once you guys get to this scene in, in this movie, you will laugh your fucking asses off when you look at this guy's hair. It happens twice. That happens earlier in the movie. They show it for a second when he's sitting there. And then later on when he's with the chick, he, 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 you know, when they're changing their clothes and stuff, it comes out. And by the way, why the fuck does Reggie have such an extensive wardrobe? Who the fuck would pack a duffel bag full of clothes in the fucking apocalypse? I just, I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, the ice cream uniform wear from 1970. Well, he... <laughs> like, I love how he felt he has to dress up in the good humor outfit just to kill fucking Angus Griff. Like, you gotta be kidding me. He's suiting up. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's in Commando and he gets all geared up to fucking kill, what's his name? Like, he's gonna gear up in his, his good humor ice cream outfit. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. 
It's just so what's the name could use that line. It was it was a set up for a punchline. It's not really okay. funny, yeah. but did, doesn't the tall man say something? He's like ice cream man. Don't yeah. you know it's all in his head or something like that? Yeah, I guess, Yeah, I guess like Coscarelli said, I need to use this line, so I'm gonna go ahead and write you into wearing this. He's like, I'm not wearing that fucking thing. No, you're wearing it. I need Angus Grimm to say this. And then literally, it was in his head, because then the yeah. fucking ball came ball out of his head. head. Yeah. So the blonde won't bang him, which is odd. I mean, like we said, she was bare. She like if any guy in the world's watched this movie, the signals that this chick gives while she's in this shower curtain thing, I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting late tonight. Guess what, Alex? Let me interrupt. It was gonna happen until he opened his big fucking mouth about the tall man, and then she decided he was fucked up. And that's what she said. I can't get involved with a guy who's who's more fucked up than me or something like that, she says. So he was fine, and then she's in there changing, half naked, showing shit, and he's like, oh yeah, don't dismiss the tall man. This happened, and this... And the bitch is like, well, sorry, Jamie. And then the girl's like, this, this fucking asshole's crazy. What are you apologizing to me for? Because I don't usually call women bitch. bitches in front of women. <laughs> oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah, because Jamie's not a bitch. You didn't call me a bitch. I don't care. Oh, no. <laughs> Jamie would have slept with you in that, in that moment. <laughs> no, just kidding. Well, she would have slept with what's his name in Psycho Three, right? Yeah, she said, yeah, Duke. <laughs> wow, how do you remember that? I remember any pod. You know why? Because when I listen to podcasts, they're in my ears and I'm concentrating, so I'm focused. Anything that I focus on, I remember forever. And if I can't focus, I don't remember. Obviously, as you know. All of Dave's greatest moments are in my brain. Like I come, he's one of my biggest heroes in life, and he doesn't even know that. So, like, this this chick, so what you're saying is, guys, you got to put up a front. When you want to bang a chick, be cool, man. Fuck yeah. Don't tell him your fuck, don't spill your fucking guts every time you see a chick. Stop being yourself. How yep. about being a desirable guy for one fucking night, bang this broad, and then when you're done with that, Actually, you know what? Do it a couple times. Get to six times, at least. No, no, three. Three's the rule. Three's the rule? Okay. Rule of three. Get to three times, then she's probably a little more open to who the fuck is in your little heart. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, she doesn't give a shit. She wants to know how cool you are, if you're desirable, if you're a get. If you're not a get, if you're a fucking dweeb, like we all secretly are, probably... Then, then just hide that for five fucking seconds, all right? Stop spilling your goddamn guts and talk about the tall man! That's right. I'm with you. Who talks about the tall man when you have a blonde in your bed? It's crazy! Dude, men are famous for fucking blowing it in the fucking fourth quarter. It always happens. You got the girl, signed, sealed, and delivered. You're in there, you're ready to fucking go, and then you go and you say something fucking stupid. And women aren't like men. They can, All of a sudden, they can go from raging horny to, oh, I'm not horny anymore. Exactly. Thing. They're not like us. We're hard, we're fucking, that's it. That's Think about it, assholes. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Christ. Keep the legs spread and your mouth shut. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, Jamie's totally just... Dis- I think she already logged off. Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> you must be talking to me. Yeah, you, mu- <laughs> you must be talking to me. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Roy, just uh, get those bodies out of here. You talking to me, sure? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> so Reggie uh, busts the tall man's balls after the blonde uh, shows her cans, like we said earlier. Ball tits. 
Now, how the fuck did he know? I'm sorry. Again, I feel like I'm either an alcoholic or really dumb <laughs> or something. But how do I miss these things? What the fuck would ever lead Reggie to believe ringing a fucking tuning fork would bust the tall man's balls? Yeah, I, it, I said the exact same thing when he just randomly picked it up. And then and you at first you think, oh, well, yeah, he figured that out. But then he looks at it like, what the fuck just happened? So clearly, <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, I'm being attacked by this ball. Oh, I've got this tuning fork. It's like he got he's got ADD or something. Right. Oh, tuning fork. Let's play with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's my problem with the movie. That's why I'm saying it doesn't all. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why my, my rating might not be quite as high as yours, but that's what I'm saying. There are some problems, and that's just fucking stupid. Right. Well, I'm not going overboard. Don't worry. It's not like a, it's not like a four point five out of five. Right. So, like Jody, J- uh, Jody grabs Mike when Mike's running uh, down a hallway or something. I thought my I thought uh, Jody can't be touched, but suddenly he can grab other people. Like, how come the rules of of Jody completely have changed? Like, his whole existence in this world, he can't be touched. Like, why point that out, and then in the next movie, have him grab people? I I, I don't get it. I don't remember that aspect of the film at all, so I don't know. I do, because I just did that show. I just produced it out. I, I, I remember myself saying that. Like, supposedly, he said, no, 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 don't touch me in part three. Do you guys remember that at all? He said, Oh, part three? Get the fuck out. I don't remember what I saw in part three. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I can barely remember four. <laughs> you know, at this point in the movie, like we said, Reggie has this burning desire to, to finish the job in his good humor outfit. And his gun is back, that double barrel thing uh, that he invented in part two that he threw away and just got back. Uh, the Jawas are back. Well, he had it in three. Yeah, he did get it back in three. The Jawas are back. For about a minute. Looking worse than ever. It was cool, though. That's what I liked about this movie. That it was a hodgepodge of everything from, from you know, the other movies in the series. It was fun that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Dave touched upon this earlier. Jody turns on Mike out of nowhere, even in part, even though in part three he was, uh, in, you know, clearly helpful. Even if you take your knowledge of part four and go back and try to piece it all together, you're not going to get anywhere because... Like, if you say, well, wow, Jody was actually uh, on the other side, so let's really examine this whole thing in part three. It, it doesn't really pay off, because you're not going to get anything out of that. Nope. Yeah, so so Mike stabs him in the hand, just to verify that he's one of Connell Cochran's robots, and he, he does bleed orange. So he, he, <laughs> he does that, and he bleeds orange, so he says, okay, now I could kill my fucking brother. So he goes, he stabs him in the heart, and he kills Jody. Or so he thinks. Because, like, five seconds later, Jody uh, grabs him again or whatever. We get our third car explosion of the movie, which does not kill the tall man. I I mentioned earlier, he blows up his hearse. Doesn't kill him. And Mike uh, is knocked out or something like that. So the tall man walks over and pulls one of his balls out of his head. Now, if I said out of his mouth, there'd be a problem here, but I said out of his head. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so uh, he pulls a bull out of his head, which is cool, and it, it's still continuity because he did this in part three. He like gouged him or whatever and, and planted a ball in his head. So I guess it sunk totally in by this point, and he pulled it out. So Mike's dying, and Reggie says, uh, "Don't let go, man. I'm coming right back for you." And this is the point where the tall man was blown up. All this shit. They they've done so many things to him. Wouldn't you just feel fucking helpless at this point? Like, how does Reggie have any go get him in him left? What go get him? Yeah, like, dude, firepower is not gonna do it. You have hung him, dropped a boulder on him, poured acid into him. You've shot him a thousand times, blown him up. I mean, you've done everything short of. I don't even know what you haven't actually done to the tall man. He's not gonna die. He clearly is fine in five seconds every time you do this. What? Like, how could he have any energy to go on with this? To say, don't let go, Mike. I'll be back for you. I'm gonna go get this guy. Like, what are you gonna do, Reggie? Yeah, I mean, that really is a good question. I mean, I think that uh, at this point, what can you do? How how right. could there ever be an ending to this? <laughs> well, right. and the tall man himself said it's never over. That's right. He's telling you you're wasting your time. Well, they're still alive, so that's something good. They're still alive. Tall man hasn't killed them. There they are. What else is there to do this day and age? There's no television. We've already seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but what kind There's of no sex? What kind of existence is that to continue to keep just going through replaying right. the same scenario over and over and over again to no end? I mean, yeah. it's it's like being trapped in your own personal hell, you know? It is just or like fucking Groundhog Day. <laughs> it is. That's my point here. That's what that's what's gonna be. It's gonna be summed up in Ravager. It better be. Oh, I can't because wait. they even alluded to it. He has more power. Like he even tells him he's like. God damn you to hell. And then fucking the Tongue Man's response is, not possible. Right. This guy has control of fucking some shit. And it's going to be at the end, after five movies, it's going to be explained that the tall Man has just been fucking with them all this time. And they're trapped forever. That would be a great way to end the series. Yeah. Just like when he tricked them into wearing winter clothes in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do really think that if that's what we were to find out in the end, is that this entire time, they've all, they've actually all been dead, and this has been their react, this has been their, they're just trapped in this, they're forced to continue this whole thing, this whole useless, uh, f- futile battle. For, I mean, wouldn't that be horrible, but awesome at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> so my kind of ending. Oh, my gosh. It'd be better than the ending of fucking Model Zeke. Man. <laughs> yeah. The ending of Model Zeke. <laughs> the ending of Model Zeke in the 90s is the best ending ever. It turns out that they were all in hooker hell, they were told. So the whole show was fucking them being in hell. And then the oh show ended. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that show. Yep, Hooker Hell. That's where hookers go to hell. That's what it ended up being. Models Inc. Wow. I don't think I ever watched the end of it. I watched... I only watched the I end s- of it. <laughs> I started watching it, and then I petered out, and then I never finished the show. Yeah, I I, I heard about that, so I had to go see it. I was like, holy fuck, that, that was a great ending. Huh. <laughs> I love when movies do that. Or a series. Imagine if a series ended that, which that did, but I mean, a franchise, a series of movies, if that ended that way. And this is the series you could do that in. 
So. Well, you know, if you watched Newhart the series, then at the very <sighs> end of that, he woke up and that entire Newhart eight year run had been a dream uh, from him from the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> oh. I thought that was really I thought that was really hilarious the way that they ended that. I thought that was very funny. It's like was... oh, I, I had a dream that we owned an inn, you know, and I was married to this woman who wore a lot of sweaters. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Adrian? <laughs> I love Newhart. Oh man. How about the end of Night Court? The last episode of Night Court Bull, the fucking big guy, he got he got beamed up into a spaceship. He was an alien the whole time. <laughs> really? I'll never forget yeah, that. Yeah, man, I love fucking Night Court. I work with a guy who is exactly that guy, Bull. <laughs> He's from your favorite movie, Alex. I know, House. House. Yeah, Big Ben. His name is Chris Cohen, and he is exactly Bull. He looks exactly <laughs> like this guy, <laughs> and he actually acts like him, like that real stern, because he's like a he was a he was a Marine, so he's like really like that no nonsense guy. <laughs> it's amazing that he looks and acts like this guy. <laughs> so he's more like Big Ben than he is Bull, because Bull Shannon was kind of a goof. Big Ben was sort of in the army, yeah. He definitely was. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I work with that guy. <laughs> and I was working with him today. Because oh awesome. we we go out in different, uh, like, uh, there's 15 people in the shop, and they always mix and match who goes out to certain jobs and stuff like that. So I was with him today, and it was just like, and I, I always think about that all the time. I was like, wow, it's Bull. <laughs> I'm working <laughs> with Bull today. Awesome. But ultimately, this is a stacked deck. It doesn't matter. Even if they don't even acknowledge that in five, by the time you get to the end of this movie, you have to have that figured out. This is the stacked deck. There's nothing these characters can do. If if you kept trying to kill Jason every movie and you realize he, he doesn't die, eventually you'd be like, okay, so yeah, am I going to spend an entire movie okay. just to get to the point where I'm right in front of this guy again and I like, what do I do this time? Throw dynamite in his mouth or something like well, <laughs> like what the fuck do i do here nobody's jaws <laughs> yeah is he jaws yeah can, can i convince jason to swallow a can of propane like <sighs> i don't know what to do here exactly but well, tommy jarvis never stopped donald dr loomis never stopped yeah but what did they what did loomis do besides shoot him i mean what could you do i don't know he burned him he, he shot blew him up in the hospital. He hit him with a two by four at the at the end of it. Like I, I don't even put know. rocks around him. <laughs> put, oh, he put rocks around him. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he pulled out all the stops on that. One. Oh yeah, he was yeah all out. He 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 pushed him <laughs> off a cliff. He pushed him in. A, he made him step on some tacks. <laughs> <laughs> he pushed him into traffic. <laughs> Dr. Lewis did everything. He tickled him till he peed himself. <laughs> and then he wonder if it was Rat P or Michael P. <laughs> <laughs> like at some point, you gotta say, okay, fuck. You know, it's funny because in the beginning of the movie, Reggie even says, I'm done with this bullshit. I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't want to hear about Mike or a Michael Baldwin, whatever his name is. I, I don't want to hear about it. And he's like, I'm done. And somehow he gets dragged back into the horseshit, and now he's stuck. Now, in, in reality, he'd be like, okay, listen, we can't kill the motherfucker. Well, what do you want me to do? I'm half bald here, and I've been half bald for 20 years. I am old. I am done. I don't want to bother with this anymore. I'm done with this. But no, they're going to keep on plotting through the bullshit to try to kill this guy. 
and it's ridiculous. There's nothing else. It's like Jamie said, what else could you do? Nothing. There is nothing to do. You may as well fight to your last breath. Nah, I'm going to go bang chicks and have fun, well, yeah, get but, drunk. Yeah, look what happens when you try to bang a chick. You know what I was going to say? Well, you could always kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, hang yourself. Yeah, you, you can't because he won't let you do it. That's right. So it's you're hardcore. fucked. That's yeah. Hard. See? See, Jamie? Good stuff. You, you have to admit that. That's a good aspect. Well, yeah, of- no, I... Wait, yeah. you guys, stop. Yeah, stop saying- it, Jamie. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I just said it on purpose. I, I never <laughs> I, said I didn't like I the movie. Like I like it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know you. Um, yeah, it is. It is good stuff. It is. It is. And that's what amazes me about it is that he actually was able to now, for all I know, honestly, to be 100% honest, uh, this could be shit that we're reading into it that he never intended. Because <laughs> there really is nothing to say that this is one, that, that some of this stuff is is what was intended. It's thought-provoking. Perfect. But I don't, th- but exactly, I, at least there's that. You know, even if it wasn't intended, it is a possibility, it is a theory, it is, it, it you know, it's something to talk about. And I think that makes it a good Give thing. Give me something to talk about. People are going to think we're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sober. Again. Yeah. Two shows in a row. Okay. Yeah. Good shows, too. Get this movie out. Watch the other ones before it. Have a few drinks and really focus on it. And then if you could do that, that combination, you will really zone into this and you will really find it riveting. And I, I, I give this movie... I give it a 3.5 to 4 out of 5. 3.5 to 4. What a fucking number that He's is. pulling out a Jason Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> it's the half and half. I really like it. 3 was more entertaining in that, because obviously a lot more happened. So on that like rudimentary level of why we're you know putting a movie on to be entertained, yes, that act- obviously did more of that. But this movie, if you really focus and you invest yourself, you will be very into this. And you can really get into it and you'll it'll be very fulfilling. And you'll appreciate it. So that's my rating. Okay, three. Three out of five. I like this movie. I had fun with it. And definitely better than I expected. So I, I'll give it a solid three. A lot of the stuff with Reggie just was kind of... And it's weird to say this. Because you would think that the stuff, the deleted stuff from part one was the stuff you would say was tacked on. When in fact, it wasn't. The stuff that was tacked on was half the stuff with Reggie and the stuff with the cop. And it, it is, I don't mind that it didn't make sense, but it just just didn't grip me the way that... Wait, uh, what didn't grip me? Reggie's, uh, Reggie's part? Yeah, so a lot of Reggie's stuff. It just, just in general, a lot of the modern day stuff. Unless it's Mike dealing directly with the tall man. Or the flashback stuff. A lot of the stuff with Jody coming in and out. And a lot of the stuff with Reggie on his own. Just didn't pull me in the way things did in part three. So I had part three a little higher. But, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable rating it the same as part three. But Hey, am I the only one who feels this way? Does Jody got to go or is it just me? <laughs> I mean, is he the no. most unfulfilling fucking return guy in the world? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, like, honestly, am I, like, crazy, or, or is he just not that interesting at all? Well, according to you, they didn't think so either. Like, no one seems to be, no one seems to be excited to see him come back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. How bad is that? You know, as a viewer, we're supposed to be compelled to have an opinion. The guys in the fucking movie don't even give a fuck that he's there. I don't think they even know what's going on. Is the, is the thing. Nobody knows what's going on. They don't, they're like, whoa, they're genuine. They're, when you see, when Mike runs into Reggie and he's kind of surprised, I think that's genuine. Because he's like, whoa, you're in this movie too? I, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. They, so wait, they, like, they, they blew the been, dust been, off of your resume? I've been filming this movie for weeks. I didn't even see you. <laughs> <laughs> you were a last second edition, buddy. So what are you getting, scale? <laughs> scale. <laughs> oh, God. It is so funny. Uh, okay, Jamie, so what do you give this movie? I- I'm interested in what you see, think, because you are more critical, yet you enjoyed it. So that's going to be very interesting to see the fine line. So we got a three out of Dave and a f- almost a four out of me. So what do you give well, I'll tell you, uh, I can be critical and enjoy things at the same time. It is it is possible. I mean, I am fully capable of recognizing when something has flaws and yet still enjoy the product. And I think we all do that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all very aware of the flaws that our favorite films have, yet we choose to enjoy the film anyway, because for whatever reason, it speaks to us. And yeah, I, I, am, I am not above calling out the if something's a shit show i'm gonna say you damn straight to shit show at the same time i absolutely love it like i will say that you know and for those people who don't think that that's possible who are just like oh how can you how can you like something when you just ticked off all the reasons that it you know that it was bad or all the things that were wrong with it well because those are two different things one is a critical analysis and the other is an a an opinion of my personal enjoyment of it so that being said I give it a three. <laughs> <laughs> you like it. I like it. I do like it. I, you like li- like 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 it. I I I I like it. I don't. <laughs> I, I like it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> I do think that there are, are some issues with it. I do think that Reggie doesn't seem to belong here. That he is just doesn't he doesn't accomplish anything. He doesn't really do anything. I don't think that there is a lot of ground covered as far as p- moving a story along. Period. In this, it does very much feel to me like they had a lot of footage and they wanted to do something with it. However, I enjoy what they did with it. So there's that. Um, and yeah, I like it. I gave it a three. Yeah, very enjoyable. So uh, we'll be right back. And all we're going to talk about before we end the show is our uh, friend's review that we have of Phantasm Five. It's just a little insight into what one person thought but you may uh, have a lot of credibility in that one person, so we will give it to you. Okay, we'll be right back after this message to wrap up the show. Another bizarre scene from Halloween 2, the TV cut. You won't die, Mama. You won't go away, Mama. Hey guys, in case you haven't noticed for whatever reason, I am Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alex actually paid me to come on here and introduce his stupid clips. 
I don't really use money to buy harmonicas or anything, so all I asked him is if he would put his nuts in my mouth. I am a chipmunk, so a lot of you think that would be gay, but chipmunks eat nuts, so Alex stuffing his nuts in my mouth is exactly what any chipmunk would want from one of you asshole humans. Yes, all of you humans are assholes. So go fuck yourself and fuck Phantasm and all of its movies. Holy shit. How can you make people sit through that many movies? And none of them make any fucking sense. Alex, I think I said over 50 words, so now you have to let me sniff your asshole. Alright guys, so that was Phantasm 4. We all liked it to really liked it. Uh, okay guys, so here's the big grand finale coming up. The next show is Phantasm 5. You know, I know a lot of you are not into Phantasm, and that's fine. I, I was not either, and I don't think any of us really, really are. But it's cool every time a new sequel comes out to some shit that was from the 70s or 80s. It's That's always cool, and there's always some level of interest. So, uh, And it's even cooler because Angus Grimm died, uh, I think, this year that we established. I forgot. Uh-huh. So he died this year. The guy who plays the tall man. But he is, uh, he already filmed everything that needed to be filmed for Phantasm V. So that is his last contribution to horror. And he's one of the most famous horror icons. The tall man from Phantasm. And he was in, he stuck through, just like all these classic guys who really care, he stuck through all the sequels. All these guys did, apparently. And the only one who was X'd out for five seconds was A. Michael Baldwin or whatever. So, they're all way, way into it. But, so we have one last movie, guys. Phantasm Five comes out this October. And one person in our circle of friends saw the movie. Jason Lloyd. You've heard his name on almost every single Skeleton Crew. He's the guy who runs Horrorphilia itself, which is the network our show is on and has been on for over three years. Yeah, he's kind of like our daddy. Yeah, he's like our dad. He's he's my second <laughs> father. He's like he's like Darth Vader to me. He's the Godfather. That's what he is. He's your Godfather. Right. He should have marbles in his mouth. He spanks you when you're bad too. <laughs> you can act like a man. <laughs> so he went to this thing called something festival fest whatever fantastic fest. Uh, oh you do actually know the oh wow look at that festival fest okay. <laughs> oh fest. we gotta hurry up with this because i have a party party to go to yeah exactly <laughs> uh f- fantastic fest of all right wait what is it again fantastic fest Forever now to be known as Festival Fest. He watched Phantasm 5. He got that sneak preview. So, uh, Jamie, tell us what Jason Lloyd, what was his feedback after watching Fan? And he's not a huge fan either, guys, so we're on the same level here. Yeah, he's not a big fan of the franchise as a whole. Right. All right. Um, (laughs) Good news. Phantasm 5 was highly enjoyable. 7.5 out of 10. I liked it more than one and two, which I rate a seven out of ten each. The spot of CGI didn't matter at all. Still some great visuals in parts. 
thought it was a solid way to end the franchise. Music was epic. It had a definitive ending, which may not satisfy diehards, but I dug it. Good thing is, before the movie, they had a five-minute intro that recapped one through four. I don't think it will be on the official release, but it helped me. Everyone reprises both brothers and Reggie, plus the blonde from three or four, whichever she was in. <laughs> and Angus and Angus was great. People here are hating on it, listening to a conversation now. So what we're getting out of that is that Jason... <laughs> I'm an- sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you did an excellent... I thought it was perfectly spot on. The only thing is you didn't talk about uh, 15-year-old girls. <laughs> All right, so... So... Uh, you know, once they get that license, they're they're too good for and y'all. You. Didn't even know I was gonna do that, which is just I, it, J- funny. To Jamie, things. you are the most amazing. Uh, what's it called? Improvisationalist. <laughs> 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 All right. So what you get out of that, guys, is that the non-huge fan of Phantasm. The non-huge fan is going to really enjoy this. So I guess we're all in for a great time. And all you guys who are way too into this are probably going to hate this movie. Because you're a little too nitpicky, guys. Come on, lighten up a little bit. All right? So think about that before you get in the sit down in the theater. So that's it, guys. That was Phantasm 4. A little taste of Phantasm 5. The next show we review will be a brand new movie that is just hitting the theater, VOD, and or Blu-ray. For Jamie and Dave, this is Alex saying, have a good night, boy. And uh, you guys go ahead and do your exit. You said for Jamie and Dave, so that means we don't have to Yeah, but who cares? Just ignore (laughs) me. (laughs) That's my It's never over. (laughs) No, it's not. Wow, you are good. Ready now, I'll finish it with a... Get out now! Hey, hey, hey.